everybody. Welcome to a new season of PalPod. And I'm calling it a new season because Blake and I decided that we will be doing seasons uh, going forward. And the seasons will be from September through March, or those approximate times. And that way will give us opportunity during the busy times of our businesses to focus on what we need to do locally for us. So starting off season two, we have Amy Monroe and Sarah Pitkin, uh, who sat down and interviewed with me, and I'm looking forward to sharing with you. So sit back and enjoy, and if you are interested in coming on the Pal Pod and talk about your business, please reach out to me or Blake. Hey, pals, it's Ryan Linder here with Amy Monroe and Sarah Pitkin. And, ladies, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having us. How many stores do you have? We have two stores. They are located outside of Washington, D.C., about 20 miles or so. One is in an area that is um, considered. Is Amy still in the store? No, I'm not. Sorry. One is in Woodbridge. Um, or Dale City, and the other one is in Man- on the outside outskirts of Manassas, and they are seven miles apart from each other. That is that is a short proximity. Um, you would think so, but no. <laughs> so, how long does it take to drive between the two stores? Ten minutes. Probably ten to twelve minutes if you hit the traffic lights correctly. And if you don't? 15 to 17. <laughs> That's too much of a commute for seven miles. <laughs> it, it, unless you have a customer, you know, and you say, oh, but I have it in my other store, and it's then, oh, I'm not going to go way over there. So Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. We, we, under, we understand that, though. How did you get into the business? So we had um, our... Our dad and our uncle started the business in 1978. They bought a failing hardware store, and um, that's how it started. And then Sarah and I got into the business when we had the family meeting, and my dad said, I'm kind of thinking of retiring, and I don't know what to do with the store. And at that point, we... um, had basically three options, to close the stores, to sell the stores, or to try to continue running the stores. And we just felt that it was in our best interest for our employees, some of them who have been with us for a really long time, to continue on with the stores. There was still a need in our area for a local and an independent hardware store. So here we are about 20-some-odd years later, (laughs) and Sarah and I have, have been going one day at a time. We'll, we'll get to the one day at a time because I have a lot of questions <laughs> regarding regarding COVID and what you've been doing one day at a time. But uh, what is what is your structure like? Do you both work at the same store? Do you work at opposite stores? <laughs> well, it depends. Um, so pre-COVID, we both were mainly working out of one store, um, the Dale City store, which is the larger store. And then when COVID came, Amy packed up her stuff and moved over to the Woodbine store because it was a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week job. <laughs> um, and that's what we've been running individually now for six months. But I have you two at the same store today. So so Pal yeah. brings people together. Yeah, so we we actually talk a whole lot more now that we're in separate stores and we see each other a whole lot more because we're in the other store at least three times a week. One of us is in one of the other locations. So even though we're apart, we're more together. <laughs> it's funny how that works, right? Right. So what do you love about working at an A-store and owning your own A-store? What do we love? The way it smells, right? <laughs> Fertilizer in the spring. 
Well, every day is different, that's for sure. Um, I would like to say that, you know, after 20 years of doing it, you kind of got a, a grasp on this, but every day is different, and there's not much that would surprise us anymore, only because of all the random things that happen. But it still surprises us. But it still surprises us. You know, like when your ace truck pulls up and opens up the back door, and it's not your store. Your store that's on the truck. <laughs> um, so that's that's you know just another day. Um, it's fun when you have customers that are truly appreciative that you're open, especially through this whole COVID thing. Our customers have been obviously like anybody else. You have the customers that run the gamut, but most of ours have been super appreciative that we're still here, we're still open, um, we're still willing to help. Um, we we had to change operations a little bit as far as deliveries and and putting our foot down and saying no I'm sorry but we're not delivering into your your residence right now under the circumstances um, and we upped our delivery game a lot so yes and with the online pickup or online, online ordering and curbside pickup um, that was a, a huge change to our business model so I guess. What do we love about it is that it's it's never dull and it's always changing. Oh, what about the, <laughs> what what about the flip side? What what are your your pet peeves or your your uh, bad points of about the stores? Um, what is the well employees, customers, and working with your sister? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um. The headaches, the, I mean, uh, although you love a surprise, usually a surprise comes with a headache somewhere, you know, fix, fixing stuff. Um, and just people without common sense or processes without common sense is probably the worst part of it. Um, when you run into that, you can't even, you know, you can't walk up to somebody and just bunk them in the forehead. but there's a lot of times where a process or somebody who lacks common sense or forethought or let's think through how we can make it work. Um, you know, that's that's really what we try to get people to do is don't tell me what you can't do. Tell me what you can do. Is that the question? Yeah, that, that is a great <laughs> answer. Uh, what is your leadership style? So, we like to say that we lead by example. Um, and I, I will say that because there's really not a job in the store that we haven't done, and there's not something I'm going to ask an employee to do that we haven't done. And for some of our employees, that's a little hard for them to grasp. But we've spent days, not days, but we've spent our time, you know, going back through the dumpster because something that – got thrown away that shouldn't have, or in the cardboard bin, pounding on the cardboard to get it down. Um, we've been here for the 6 a.m. deliveries, and um, we've worked overnights in the store. We've we've snaked out the, the employee bathroom when it, <laughs> <laughs> when it had to be done. Um, so as far as the little mundane things, that's all stuff that we've done. Um, and we, we try to, you know, work. By leading by example, by teaching, by explaining, um, by just doing and working the way we want people to work with us. Kind of open communication. Do you uh, do you know Gina Schaefer down the street from you guys? Yes. Yes, of course. Do you follow her open communication uh, model where she took the door off the hinges and said, my office is open anytime, come in and, and, and talk to me? We don't have an office. We don't, yeah, we don't have offices. <laughs> Our office is aisle seven or where is Sarah or, yeah, yeah. So how do you get your computer work done then? Um, at home. Um Again, there's not a door, there's no office walls, so that there is a computer where, you know, the managers and, and we can 
sit, hunker. I don't know if we sit. Um, but yeah, all of the computer, a lot of it's done at home remotely on the weekends and the evenings. Um, and then, you know, your day off is really your day at home on the computer. <laughs> it's not really a day off. That sounds typical of most day stores. Right. Um, what um, what you need to do better in, in your stores? What can you do better in your stores? Detail, all of the detail and, and really training people and getting people to do the detail. Um, they're really, they're pretty good at it, but, you know, you're always reminding um, and reinforcing. So I guess we haven't made it ingrained in a hundred of percent of our employees. You said you had some employees that were with you a long time. What's the percentage of full-time to part-time employees? Um, I don't know what our percentage. At least 50% are full-time. And how many employees do you have? Uh, 67. Okay, that's a good number. And that's, that's about the average age of our employees, too. <laughs> I, I kid you not. Well, th those are the best employees because they have the knowledge <laughs> to help your customers, right? They do. They do. And actually, our oldest employee, her, 83. she is 83? No, Tim. What's Sherry? 81. Oh, Sherry, she, our old, one of our oldest employees is 81, and she was very upset when her daughter and son-in-law told her, you are not working during the COVID stuff. You need to stop. You're going to come home. And she called to tell us that she wasn't going to be allowed to work and she was just crying. She was so sad. She felt like she had let us down. And it was just, it was gut-wrenching because she truly is what you want of every employee. She is dynamite in her job and just the stickler for details. Yes. Those are so it was, it was a very... It was a very exciting day when she came back to work. She was so excited, crying again because she was so happy to be back. That That's good. So how has COVID affected your business? It's been crazy. Crazy good. Crazy um, good. Crazy good. We have uh, the, the store, the wood buying store has actually been able to increase their hours of operation with COVID. Um, We had a little bit of struggle when we had employees that needed to take time off because of the COVID. We were able to fill um, their their spots um, temporarily. Um, we had a lot of college kids who came in and were able to work because they weren't in college, so that helped out. Um, our state actually has regulations that are finable for procedures around um, COVID. So the labor labor law in our state already has gone through. Um, we're the only state in the nation that has specific things that must be done. So we've learned a lot of labor law. We've put a lot of things into place. We've made a lot of signs, bought a lot of masks. Um, it's, you know, a snowstorm for six months. That's a good way to describe it, that, you, that you're constantly selling everything. We were, yeah, and we still haven't been able to find the rhyme or the reason to why some of the things that we're selling are selling. But, you know, it, you also don't look a gift horse in the mouth, right? Right. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah. have no idea how to forecast for next year, um, but <laughs> we're, we're going to guess. Um, you know, during April... Was it April? And April and May, and we had already sold the amount of topsoil that we sold all last year in the fourth and fifth months of the year. So it's it's crazy. Off the top of your head, what was your biggest seller during COVID? It would be our lawn and garden products, our topsoils, our cow manures, the potting soil, the mulch. The mulch. And that's all stuff that we bring in by the truckload. So fortunately, our mulch supplier is local. 
um, and he was able to keep us in stock. And um, Scott did a pretty good job of keeping our soils in stock. Did you have that perfect spring like we did in the Midwest where everything was, was gorgeous and, and it was just unbelievable how, how beautiful it was outside? So we had a early spring and then we had a cold for a couple of weeks and then we went to summer. Yeah. <laughs> but not hot summer. It wasn't a good yeah. Virginia summer. We only had about a month of Virginia. Yeah. It wasn't super humid. But um people got a little bit um excited and the weather was perfect for people to start thinking about things and getting plants and stuff in the ground, but in the back of your mind you're saying, Oh, it's really too early for that. You really don't want to do that. <laughs> But then they can come back after everything died off from the cold and, and buy some more stuff from you, right? Yes. There was a lot of advice given out that second go-round. <laughs> what, what did I do wrong? Well, you you always gave it to them, too, ahead of time. You're like, okay, it's kind of early. You might want to keep your plants inside for a couple weeks. But, you know, advice given is not advice taken. Exactly. So... When this all was going on and people were planting their, their gardens and things, did you ever think about ordering more canning jars? Oh, my God, we've ordered so many canning jars. Um, we do canning year-round, and so we were way overstock already. And then as it started to dwindle, there was, yeah, I mean, there was no way to get them. But we we were ordering canning jars nonstop anyway, and so... We're in a pickle, but not in a jar right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, COVID, how, what is your craziest customer story um, related to COVID? Do we have a crazy customer story? I don't know if we have anything that would be anything unusual. We have a couple. Okay, so we have a, a gentleman who does delivery. A customer that asked for delivery and we took product to his house and there were no notes or anything up on his house so you knock on the door to drop off the product and in the little side window he puts up a sign that says back up X number of feet he opens the door just to crack and hands out um, he, he points so his fingers out the door and he points to go set it down right there and so he set it down, and then through the little crack in the door, he, he goes, around the corner in my by my garage are lawnmower blades. Sharpen them and bring them back next week. <laughs> I think I think your best delivery, though, was the guy who kept buying mulch, and he let you drive his super fancy sports car oh. that there's only one of in the state. Yeah, this guy has a really nice car. <laughs> He's like, here, try it. She's like, like okay. Here, take the keys. Take it for a spin. Um, no, I don't think I can. <laughs> and that was, was by yourself? You know, my husband and I were um, doing that delivery. That's kind of, it's kind of interesting when you connect with the customers. When Sarah and I show up on a delivery and you start talking to the customers and then they find out you're the owner of the store and they're like, but you're doing my delivery. <laughs> it's like, well, well somebody's got to do it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, who do we trust to drive the company truck today? <laughs> um, so you said COVID reduced your hours at the store? No, increased. It increased it your hours at the increased. store. Increased, yes. So the Woodbine so, store did not have the same operating hours as the Dale City store. It does now. Um, and, it's you know, it's a lot easier when you go to publish your hours when both of the stores have the same hours. Um, so that's been super helpful. You the, mentioned. The, go ahead. Your turn. You mentioned forecasting for next year. Did you watch the videos at the show about uh, giving no ground? Yes. <laughs> and we can give no ground, but people still have to pick it up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are What are your thoughts on on forecasting for next year? Well, I would love to say that 
we're going to have the same experience, the same spring next year as we do this year. But I am probably the cynical person um, that says, well, somebody tried gardening this year and it wasn't successful, so they're not going to do it next year. I think a lot of it just depends on where we are with this next year and and if if people are still home. Um, but we have won customers through it, so definitely. Definitely made customers that aren't going to go away anytime soon. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, speaking of the A-Show, how do you like the virtual conventions? I'm having a hard time adjusting. So Sarah and I, um, although we have only been in the business 20 years, we did grow up in the business with dad um, going to shows and the way that we were taught to do shows is obviously old school um, but that's still the way that we like to do shows we um, we always sign up to go to some of the classes at the show but then we get to the show and we forget because we were taught you walk up and down every aisle you stop and you talk to all your vendors that you have relationships with um, and you know you're looking you're looking at the shows you're looking for things to bring into the store and things that you don't have um, and again that was back in the day when you had to walk every aisle because of the spiff money and stuff that used to be at the show so that's still where our our thought process is at the show um, and I'm telling you, I kind of missed this year and last year of not going down into the impulsy area and into the novelty food area and and finding some of those unique things. It's really challenging when you're looking at things online um, or you have somebody calling and pitching their product on the phone rather than being able to see them and touch it and feel it and, and in some instances taste it um, to see if it's going to be a good fit for your store. So, so I, I so struggle a little bit with this. It was hard to focus. It was nice that you could go back and watch stuff if you missed it. But you really had to take the time to go and focus on stuff. That's hard and to do. Focusing is difficult when you're in the store and trying to work at the same time. Or even if you're at home watching it, which we did a day of as well. So, yeah, I guess I totally missed the first day of the show because I thought I would be able to do it at the store. Well, again, when you're at the store, it seems like that's when all the keys need to be made or that's when this crisis happens. So the next, the second day of the show, I decided I would do it from home, forgetting that my children are at home doing their school at home because the show happened the same week that our schools went back to school online. <laughs> so there we are at home trying to do the show and trying to figure out how come the kid can't log into his class that's on Zoom. and Oh wait, there goes the internet. <laughs> so it's there's all sorts, you know, ne every day it's something it's never dull. It's the same way here. <laughs> there's always something. So I We're, think it's just going to be a learning curve and and figuring out a little bit more how to work a virtual show more effectively. I don't feel like I was very effective this year um as far as finding new things. Were you able to attend the PAL um, Zoom that we did the new vendors? And I was just going to say that that was probably the most helpful part of this whole convention was the PAL thing. Um, and weird things keep showing up for you. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, all that stuff went to Dale City, so I didn't get to try the caramels. They were really good. <laughs> um but yeah, that was I, I really truly enjoyed that. I thought that was a great way to get product, you know, into in our face. So had do you do you stock Meat Church? We, we have yeah, already. We had stocked Meat Church ahead of time. Grilling is definitely a huge um segment of our stores. Um so we had had Meat Church. We also carry a line called Dizzy Pig, which is in the Ace Warehouse. But the coolest part of Dizzy Pig for us is that it's local. So I just run down the street and pick it up from where they make it. Um, and our manager at the Dale City store has really taken ownership of the grilling department in that store. And 
he has probably tried um, 95% of the rubs that we carry, and it is an eight-foot section of rubs yeah, and sauces now. And when you look at that and and try to figure out what ones you're going to cut, and then you look at the history of your rubs, you can't really condense it anymore. Um, so grilling is is definitely a, a, a niche for us. Um, and it's funny because when Dad comes back to the store, he'll hit the grilling department and he'll make jokes and he'll be like, what are you, a grocery store now? Um, and then you show him the numbers and he's like, oh, okay. You can keep that. <laughs> he still tries to uh, to run the store once in a while? Not at all. Um, he likes to give his input, although he does recognize that he's been out of it for a long time. He just likes to show you where something's missing a price sticker or something's in the wrong place or <laughs> all the good things, you know, high points. <laughs> so what line of grilling accessories or grills do you carry? Yes. <laughs> so um, we carry Weber, Traeger, Big Green Egg. Blackstone griddle. The Blackstone griddle. We had, um, we, but you know, it's not in grilling in Ace technically. It's the Bayou Classic and King Cooker. And those are things that sell all year long as well. So we have those. And we carry some of the grill mark accessories. Every now and then a Broil King. Broil King? Mm -hmm. And we had to get a little creative with charcoal again during the COVID issue. And charcoal is still, like Big Green Egg is still struggling with their lump charcoal. So we have a lot of different brands of charcoal right now. Yeah, our our Big Green Egg distributor just told us that they're going to start carrying Jealous Devil to substitute oh, the Big Green Egg line. Yeah, cool. That's, We've had that. We like Jealous Devil. It's funny. But yeah, uh, we have, have, I don't even know how many brands of Big Lump we have. And um, our barbecue department is stocked year-round, which people think is phenomenal. We've been doing Tournament of Turkeys, which was the Thanksgiving thing for Thanks Grilling, Thanks Grilling yeah. which is about 10 years now. So uh, we used to, we're not sure this year yet, go out front um, two weekends before Thanksgiving drag out one of each style of grill, usually more than one, and uh, cook turkeys, eight to eight to ten, ten turkeys, turkeys on a green egg, on a Weber, on a Traeger, um, and then the sides and the breads and the pies, and last year we did the pumpkin cheesecake on the grill, so. So, yeah, grilling, like I said, is definitely a destination in our store. You're making me hungry just talking about that. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, and you get some interesting looks in the grocery store when you have 10 turkeys in your grocery basket. And that's it. But we, we brine them all, and that's the most disgusting thing ever, to see a cooler opened up with these turkeys floating in the brine. But we sell a lot of brine. Yes, we do. And you use a Yeti cooler so that, you know, it's nice and big and fit all those turkeys in there? Yeti coolers won't fit all those turkeys in there. There's multiple coolers being used. <laughs> I think an igloo is what we were using for some of them. Yeah, so by, we used to do a couple grilling events before Ace got into grilling. We did the um, our own version of Thanks Grilling, which we called Tournament of Turkeys, and then we would do a tailgate um, grilling event in just the concept of getting people to understand that the grill is not just for hamburgers, hot dogs, and steaks, that you can do all sorts of different things. Um, on your grill and it's like bacon wrap stuffing balls and it's not just you know for um, turn your car back. it's not just for um, summertime either that you can use it all the time so you said tail, tailgate do you uh, do you have big tailgate parties out there for local sports teams no no our sports team doesn't even have a name no it doesn't it does it doesn't have a mascot oh Came it's up with the Washington football team. <laughs> That's the name. You you, you don't wheel the, the grill out there before the games on Sundays and and just you know do something. We have fun. a lot of 
we don't at the stores, but we have lots of people who do support various teams across the NFL. Um, there's not one major, well, you know, the Washington football team is the major team, but we've got fans from all over because this is such a transient area. So every team that's playing on that weekend has support from at least a dozen people <laughs> from each store. Um, and so we don't grill out every Sunday, but we do um, pull the grills out for just random fun things during the year as well, or we used to. Yeah, we used to before COVID hit. We would try to grill at least once a month. Now we're just grilling to feed our employees, which is good, too, because, you know, and they get to grill. They get to grill. They get to use the grill. It's always fun to walk in one day and say, hey, you're the grill master today. Here's what you're cooking. Really? Do you find that to be the most uh, – or you find that to be the best way to teach them how to, how to use these grills and how to sell them? Yes. Um we have a lot of our employees that live in areas in which they cannot have their own grill, whether it be an apartment or a rented room or something like that. So the only chance that they get to grill is here at the store. Um, so yes, we like to get our employees to experience whatever the product that we're trying to get them to embrace has to offer. Um, and we've been getting a bit more trying to get a bit more into the diversity of the people who live out here because we're a majority minority county um and so or i don't know if it's minority majority i don't know um like for last thanksgiving we had a turkey that was halal so that we could allow some of the customers who are muslim to try the turkey as well um so we're branching out i noticed on your website um, it does say that you are part of the SWAM. Is that right? Yes. Yep. So what what does that uh, how does that work for you, or, or what what does that entail? So the state of Virginia has programs. Um, Commonwealth of Virginia has programs for buying, and so we are considered because we are women owned. It's small women owned and minority businesses. Um, they get preferred purchase purchasing from um, government vendors, different or government buyers, and different areas or segments of the government actually get points to their plus if they are using SWAM vendors, and there are set aside contracts as well. So the Virginia Department of Health um, buys air purifiers and fire. Um, carbon monoxide detectors from us because we are on that list. Um, so it, it's helpful in getting people to find us and use us. More so from your business side than your consumer side, is that correct? Totally from the business side. That's awesome. Switching gears to the corporate side of things, do you have any ideas for ACE's future? Oh, of course, tons of ideas. And after you after you're done answering the question, I'm going to write it all down and send it to John Van Heisen himself. So make sure you know. Uh, we've already told him. <laughs> um, I guess one of our biggest things that we've noticed over the years is that Ace still doesn't embrace um, Ace for all, maybe because. You know, one of the comments just made recently was, well, you know, it's a male-dominated business. And as you just pointed out, Gina owns, I don't know how many stores, under 15-ish. Um, we own two. The lady below us owns a store. There are two male-owned stores in the Northern Virginia, D.C. area. But yet we still get the, um, well, it's a male-dominated business. I think we need to get over that mindset we need to get out of um, some of the stereotypes because I'll tell you, people who shop in our stores, women fix as much or more than men do. Um, and I think we're just, we're locking ourselves in and not making us as friendly as we could be. Um, we also need to make sure, and we push this a lot, that our advertising shows 
both genders and all races doing things <laughs> and doing everything. Because again, when you live in a community where um, the white race is not the majority, you know, your friends, your neighbors, they don't look necessarily like you. And that's what the advertising should reflect. So we need to make sure that we are we are really broadening the horizons and and making it a comfortable place for everybody to shop. Um, and it it should be, and the advertising should show that, and the messaging from ACE and the, at the corporate level should show that as well. Um, there shouldn't even need to have a women in retail group anymore because it's just a retail group. And I think that's that's one of one of Sarah's personal challenges. Um, and a lot of that stems back to the way that we were brought up is, you know, we were brought up as working in the hardware business. And when, when dad dropped us off at college, we were the girls on the hall that had the toolbox, you know, and he, he jokingly dropped us off at college with the toolbox, you know, so we could meet boys. Well, yeah, but dad, we had to show him how to use a screwdriver. <laughs> with a um, tape measure. So, it, Hopefully, you know, 20-some-odd years after being dropped off at college, you know, we've gotten past 20. that. I know. I was just not 20. I said 20-plus. Um, you know, we've gotten past those stereotypes. Um, and, and I know our kids have. Our kids don't see it anymore, which is great. They don't see color. They don't see ethnicity. They just see another person. And, and around here, both parents are taking care of whatever they can when they have time. So there isn't a... A place. Sorry, you can keep going. So, it's it's one of those things where um, I I don't see it the same way you do because I'm a male and but work with my wife working with me, she'd call me over to help a customer and say, you know, this customer wants a second opinion, and I'd ask her, you know, what did you say, and she explained what she says. I look at the customer square in the eyes and said, yes, that's right. I'd walk away. And every day. And and seeing that stereotype, that that's my way of saying, listen to her. She knows her stuff. And oh, and there's a lot of a lot of females and a lot of women that that know their stuff. And um and if they don't, they're willing to learn. And they're almost you know in my area, I I enjoy watching male or female learn hardware, and it's it's even more enjoyable. When, when they conquer hardware, and, and the way my wife was, she didn't know anything about hardware coming into the business, and then she's explaining complex plumbing questions and getting it right, and that's just amazing, you know. Yeah. And and being able to tell a customer, yeah, she's right, and you should listen to her is, is even better for uh, her self-esteem. Yeah, so we need to make sure the helpful hardware folks really are folks. Yes, exactly. Because you see it, we are. Yes, and um, I will be the first to volunteer to attend women in retail because they always have some good food that uh, early in the morning breakfast. <laughs> and you're always welcome. <laughs> Steph comes back and she says, "Oh, we had this, that, and that." I'm like, "Wow, we don't get anything like that for anything I do." So right, see, shouldn't it just be everybody in retail? It it should be. It should be. Um, so what keeps you going at your stores? Coffee. <laughs> Co coffee and donuts? No donuts. We have to see you don't use a donut? No. Um, so it's kind of, you know, every day at work is kind of like a day on the golf course where you have that one comeback ball, right? So you hit that one perfect shot and you're like, all right, I'm going to play the next hole, even if the the first ones were horrible. And I think that, you know, in the retail business and in the hardware business, you have just, whether it be that one comeback customer who's telling you the story of, hey, thanks, that item worked really well, or what you told me was great, or whether you have the employee who has that aha moment and or has taken that next step and said, I know you didn't tell me to do this, but I saw this and it wasn't right, so I just went ahead and fixed it. Um, so I know Ace Corporate likes to use sports analogies for everything. So that's my sports analogy um, as to what keeps us going. It's that, you know, comeback ball. I didn't know there was such a thing. 
I, so, I know how to play putt putt. <laughs> <laughs> so what what do you do in your free time? Do you golf then? Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sarah has four children, and she stays very busy between the children, and she's very active on a well, lot we, of different boards. We didn't tell him what one of our unique things about our employees is. Oh, you want to do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Amy and I both had real lives before we went back to hardware, um, and Amy was a teacher, and I was a speech pathologist, um, and worked with uh, majority students with autism or significant disabilities. So coming back to work, we both brought that back with us, um, and about 20% of our workforce are people who have documented significant disabilities, where we work with the um, vocational rehabilitation services to either do job coaching, job training, job evaluation in our stores, and then we also um, have job placement so that we have, and we do it with the high schools also for their transitioning programs. So we're very open and friendly that way. We work with various levels of people um, for various types of jobs. Um, and some of our employees who, I guess one day now, 10 years, um, have, you know, they, they come, they might not start off so great, but with, you know, a lot of work or even coaching, training, even just positive, positive yeah, being positive and, and letting them try, um, we've gotten some really great employees out of it. So that is one of our unique things that we do at, at the shop. And again, that's one of my passions in, in life <laughs> outside of outside of work as well. Yeah, Sarah has her Ph.D., actually, so I'm not sure how many store owners out there have a Ph.D., but Sarah is one of the few. That's awesome. And what then is, Amy's really what? into sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, so, what sports, so, Amy? So I, um, I also have three children. Um, that are all into sports. I have two synchronized ice skaters. One of them is skating in college. And then I have a um, son who plays ice hockey. So I'm always cold. <laughs> she actually buys that Milwaukee heated jacket, right, Milwaukee? Yes. Yeah. And so you wear my, that all the time. Right, even in so the middle of summer. <laughs> my My children do travel sports, so normally under regular – regular circumstances, I am um, at an ice rink um, six to seven days a week, and my weekends are, are typically on the road someplace. Um, but I think it's also important to recognize that, you know, you need to take time for yourself as well. So um, we try to find time outside of the store where, or at least I try to find time outside of the store where I can just do something for me. Um, and I do a lot of unusual and weird things that are for me. Sometimes I'll just go build a fire in the fire pit and sit and read a, read a book in front of the fire pit um, just because it's, it's me time. And I think that's important for everybody to have their own time to recharge themselves. That's why I take showers. <laughs> what is the biggest mistake you've made in your stores or store? Well, well, I think every parent made the biggest. Mistake. I think every mistake can be a learning situation. And when Sarah and I took over the stores, when Mom and Dad retired and and moved a state away, we had three stores. And one of the stores never met its proforma. It was struggling from out of the gate. And we tried everything and followed every piece of advice that we could have. And it just was you know, a piece of concrete that you couldn't get grass to grow through. So seeing the writing on the wall, we investigated ways to get out of that store and found that we had to stay open throughout the, the, the lease. So we learned a lot through that struggle. Um, and, and it's probably made us a lot more skeptical when we look to expand, when we're re we now know how to read leases very well and very closely. Um, and we've learned a lot of the different languages based, uh, lease language. Um, so that wasn't necessarily our mistake, but it was one that we had to live with that was made um, on our behalf. Yeah, I guess. I'm not sure. 
what is um, any or what are any new and outstanding products in your stores? All the Braille stuff. We continually are bringing in new. We have a new uh, a new to us product, uh, stain called Ready Seal. Um, that's done very well for us. It's a direct buy. It's on um, Acenet Direct. You can actually buy it that way. Um, and we've done multiple orders with that company because it is a goof-proof stain, I think is what the little thing on the label says. So literally stain and a brush or a roller, and that's it. Um, and customers and, and contractors seem to really enjoy that product. Odoban. <laughs> Who would have thought? Which one is that? Odoban is our COVID cleaner. Everybody wanted the Odoban stuff, making their own stuff. Did you bring any of the uh, homemade, uh, I, I call it homemade, but the homemade hand sanitizers that the liquor um, makers were, were creating and, and sending out? So we looked at a couple of them, but we actually have a chemical company local up the road, 20 minutes, um, that was making it with real alcohol, not liquor alcohol. So we were able to bring it in that way. But we do have quite a few distilleries out here who are making it. I just typed in Odoban on the uh, on AceNet, and you can order a 55-gallon drum. <laughs> Uh-huh. Did you order that in? No. No. You know, it's it's interesting when you search stuff like that and you see, like, huge quantities of things, and you just want to kind of order it just so that you can have it in the store and say, that's just a lot. Yeah. Well, Amy, every now and then, will send me a text and go, quick, look this number up, just for giggles, because there's some really weird stuff. <laughs> that you wouldn't think to ever look at. Last week it hippo. was hippo, a hippo nightlight. Night There's a hippo nightlight in the warehouse, and you're like, okay, I can see that. It would have been, it's probably Ken because it's a nightlight. It's a nightlight. Vera might even have it um, in her store, in, <laughs> in her baby department, right? Because it's it's for a hippo nightlight. It's a hippo nightlight, and then there's. If you type in unicorn in the search bar of ASNET, you would be surprised how many different unicorns you can get. Right. That is and I'm I'm <laughs> You're looking. Um, I'm always amazed at how much of the novelty foods and candies that we sell, like pickles. Who would know? Those Who beans. What are those things? Oh, the Boston, Boston baked, baked beans. beans. That little candy box for 25 20. cents or 50 cents. I don't even know what it tastes like. And people get upset if you don't have them. Yeah, it's it's crazy, the, that cult following of the, that little stuff. Um, what do you do to keep making yourself better? We keep looking for new products. We move stuff within the store quite a lot, not whole departments, but we have quite a big area or areas of seasonal and just flex space. Um, always, always moving stuff. And, you know, customers sometimes are like, oh, my God, you moved it again. And you're like, yep, job security. Um, <laughs> but that, that, I think, is something that people also kind of like because they, like, they see stuff differently. So um, there, you know, it'll it'll most stuff in the middle of the store doesn't stay where it stays for more than a week or two before it gets shifted. Some of that's because you know something sells, so you need to shift. But um, I think we do that pretty well on moving stuff around. What we do a lot. Of, go ahead. I was just going to say we do a lot of doodling to try to figure out if something will work someplace else. So we've gotten really good at interpreting each other's and everybody's doodles. Do you scan them in an email to each other when you're not at the same store? Yeah, yeah, we do, we do. Sarah's really good at the merchandising part, and she's really good at making space where there is no space. Um, so that's kind of one of the ways that we do a whole, we do 
divide our duties as I do most of the buying um, of the non-warehouse stuff but, and Sarah looks at the weekly warehouse stuff. Oh, I was going to say you do the buying of the non-stuff and Sarah has to figure out how to make it fit. That too. <laughs> <laughs> what technology do you use um, that maybe we should be aware of that we're not right now? Um, <laughs> um, we're, we're like everybody else, like most everybody else. We just have the Epicor system. We use the guns a lot, the zebras. Yeah, we we had the old, big, chunky RF guns, and I guess the last real show that we had, I brought in the little zebra um, handheld guns that look like a smartphone, and it's been a lot less intimidating for our staff to use those than the big chunky one, and I don't know if it's because some of our staff is younger and it's just, you know, I just have a phone in my hand. Um, and they are using their phones, too, on the app and stuff. Yeah, the app on their phone works really well. Um, that was a great um, ad for ACE. Um, I'd like to be able to figure out um, how to do the POS off the phone um, and still keep inventory. We do a couple of community events where we take and set up booths outside of the store. Um, and I'd like to be able to do the, the POS the right way instead of the way that we have found to do it. Um, it would, that would keep our inventory correct. Um, the mobile POS. The mobile POS, that's what it's called. Um, but after looking at it, and again, it's been a couple shows, like it's the last whenever we were at the last show, um, there were still some pieces in it that were a little clunky. So I wasn't ready to pull the trigger on that one yet. Yeah, that's that, that's an Epicor prob problem and that everything's right. clunky with their software. Um, how involved are you in the community? We're quite involved. We do everything from well, like that is for the to support the um, court-appointed special advocates. We go out and do their ladies' night out and are one of their vendors. Um, we do we work with the ARC, which is the former Association for Retarded Citizens. Most people don't know what the ARC stands for anymore. Um, we work with a lot of the youth sports and um, high school high school sports. Um, so a couple of the, the music departments. One of the cool things in the Dale City store is we have um, a second story mezzanine that has a wall that you can see from the floor. It's, it's open. But on that whole wall, which is 40 feet at least, is covered with pictures of sports teams that we've sponsored dating all the way back to 1978. Um, we've even, you know, expanded it on other walls in the store now because there's so many. So it's really cool when you have so-and-so come in to say, there's my picture up there, and, you know, it's a dad and his son, or we even have grandpas, grandpas coming in now um, because the store's 40-some-odd years old. So it's that's kind of fun and kind of cool. So we would never want to get rid of that, you know, ability to, to sponsor that. Um, we help with the parade a lot. Nine oh. hours. <laughs> yeah. And we're in it too. Yeah, the Dale City Community Civic Association, Association has the largest Fourth of July parade in Virginia, in which we um, put a float in, and we've won a couple years in the past for the best Fourth of July float. Um, but we also help with setup, and and we sponsor the family fun days, fun event at the parade. So the parade float, do you just drive the do you just drive the forklift down the street and tow a trailer <laughs> or something? No, we actually we use a delivery truck to pull the trailer. <laughs> it would take the forklift a really long time. You have to stop a, and change the tank. <laughs> we use a lot of cardboard and a lot of stuff from the store. And we shamelessly put our children on the float. Yeah. <laughs> One year or a couple years I even walked the dog in the float, you know, trying to get all the extra brownie points you can get. With the, uh, we haven't figured out how to flip. Yeah. yeah, we haven't figured out how to flip pieces of steak off of the grills while we're grilling and going down the road, but it's 
it's a thought process that's still up there. Yeah, one year the float had the um, Traeger pig grill on it and a green egg on it, and that was just a lot of fun, the green eggs and ham float. You got to put a lot of smoke out of those and then just say, stop the store next week to try the food we're making. There you go. Yeah. And we gave out um, the 4th of July parade. It's kind of like trick-or-treating for the kids. So we gave out wooden nickels that were redeemable at the store for $5, I think. And bring, yeah, bring your wooden nickel back. And that was that was fun because the adults got it, but the kids were all looking at these wooden nickels like, what the heck is this? <laughs> yeah, but we didn't get a lot back either because everybody wanted to keep it. Or they'd bring it in. Can I, can I have it back, please? <laughs> That's a, that's a good uh, event then. Uh, how many PAL events have you two been to? Um, not enough. I I went to Puerto Rico. Yeah. And then we went to San Diego, and then the kids' sporting events conflicted with the PAL event. So I don't think I've been to one of the weekends since San Diego. Um, and then at the show, again, at the shows, you know, when we had the shows and we would have the PAL meetings and stuff, or the the events, the PAL events, I would attend those. We need to get these shows back on the road so we can get these events happening again. <laughs> exactly. What is, uh, what is your favorite store, that you, favorite A store that you visited? Oh, the Carville and A Hartville's not an eight. Tell me about it anyway. Oh, you gotta look at Hartville. Hartville True Value in Hartville, Ohio. It's a huge store that has everything from John Deere tractors and wrecks and lumber and houses are in. They built mock houses inside the store, or not like real houses inside the store itself to show off the flooring and fixtures and everything. Um, it's a phenomenal store. That's a really hard question to answer um, just because, like most hardware retailers, when you travel and go someplace, you usually find that you're stopping at the hardware store just to see what they're doing. Um, and I actually went over to another hardware store this morning um, in the next town over. I went over to see um, Twins. Craig Smith at Twins Ace Hardware um, because they are a corner store format and we're still thinking about it and I wanted to see their setup again um, so you know we you like the A store up in New York State right isn't there one up in yeah, that's not an A that's an oh other, the A one um, but yeah we we visit a lot of hardware stores and I, I think that's probably pretty common with most hardware store owners as children um, we drove across country with the family, and I think when we did that, it was so Dad could stop at every hardware store from Virginia to California and back. And we did. I think we did. I thought my parents were the only ones that took us on family vacations <laughs> to hardware stores. Oh, no. The bad part is our children, which are ages 8 to 20, 32. 20, 20, 8 to 20, um, go into stores and put stuff back in the right places and make sure things are lined up. And we're like, okay, we we got to go now. I know I know it's Walmart, but we can't put everything back. I think that's probably a common trait with all owners, too, is you end up merchandising at other stores that aren't yours. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, what did you think of Cornerstone? Um, well, we saw the first iteration. Yeah, so Twins was a prototype store or a beta store. Um, and that's why I went back because I saw it in the early stages and I wanted to see tweaks and stuff that they would make. Um, there are things about it that I really like, and there are things about it that I'm not sure would fit in the, the physicalness of my store. That's not the right word. The footprint? The footprint of my store. Um, and so that's where my stumbling block is right now before just signing off on it is I don't have the complete vision yet of how it would work well in my store. Um, 
and I want to have that before I say, okay, let's do it. Because we've invested a lot and taken a lot of time to make things work. And they're not always the same way. Who would put plumbing in the front of a store? <laughs> we did. It's great. Do you find that, that people shop plumbing more because it's in the front of the store? No, people get more help, and nobody looks at the first six to ten feet when they walk in anyway. So they can't find plumbing because, you know, they've already passed it. But then when they need help, they're right up there near the registers and can get help a lot faster. I'm going to write that down in my notes to look at that next time we redo the store. Yeah, it's really weird, and, and we got pushback on it. But, again, when you walk in a store, you don't see that first section next to you. There's not a lot of steel except for the copper. As uh, as we get to our, our time that I don't want to keep you away from your store any longer, is there anything else you want to talk about today? No. Well, there's always stuff to talk about, but we did listen to the one, a couple of the podcasts about the RSCs, and we're in complete agreement. Yeah, that's that's a struggle for us is the RSC. Which which warehouse do you pull out of? Fredericksburg. The newest one, right? Fredericksburg yeah. is the newest one? Well almost what maybe. I think it's also the dirtiest one. And I realize that they have a huge task in front of them. I, I think what I need to do is just go spend the day there so I can truly appreciate their job. Um have you ever spent time in a warehouse touring or just, you know, seeing how their operations work? Yeah, we did the tour. Yes. And any time that we have training or anything at the warehouse um, and they offer that, whoever's with, whoever's at that training, we always encourage them and we always make them actually take that little tour because I think it does shine a light that their job isn't as easy as we think that it is. Um and I know that they're they're doing a whole lot of volume and stuff. I just I need to keep that in mind when I see some of the things that I see. <laughs> and I'm Every sure they have, they have the same struggles with um, help that you know we have at the retail level too. Yeah, and and every warehouse in Ace is probably the same that you know something gets put on the wrong shelf and all of a sudden it's in our store and we're like, what is this? And we didn't get the thing we actually needed and. It's very frustrating at the store level. And we are probably, we probably see it a whole lot more than other people see it because we still check in our trucks um, and we still sticker everything in our store. Um, it's it's our way of, of checking in our truck is by putting the price sticker on it, um, which I know is not a best practice, but again, it's a system that works for our store because before um, Fredericksburg, we pulled out of Prince George and there's just always been um, issues um, that we wanted to catch before you know we got out of, we got into it with a customer over this is not this or we wanted to try to stop before the snowball effect happened. That makes sense. How how many uh, hours does it take to check in and sticker your products from the truck then? Depends on the size of the truck. <laughs> Probably seven total, you think. Um, I don't know how many man hours are devoted to it. Um, each store has its own way of doing it because of the, the physical size of the store. Um, the, the Manassas store does not have a warehouse, so it's out. It's out. Yeah, the, the opties don't all come in the building at one time, um, whereas in the Dale City store they do. Um, but, it, you know, to do it and to do it well and to check, for pricing and to check um, quantities and truck comes in the morning. It's usually done by the evening. Yeah, it's a, it's probably all day, um, but not everybody. Just but one, yeah, just one to two people. One main receiver. And you get one truck a week. Two. And how far is the warehouse from you? Three hours, three and a half hours. Not terrible. And during the whole COVID stuff, when they were having issues filling trucks and calling you and saying, hey, you're not going to get a truck this week, um, 
luckily we have somebody on staff who has a CDL that says, go ahead and get it. We'll be up. Um, <laughs> we'll rent our own truck and come pick it up. So we did that three times. Well, two times. When they forgot half the truck. <laughs> so that was that was. If you ask us a COVID, our favorite COVID story, that was probably it. When the warehouse <laughs> said, "Oh, it's Memorial Day weekend, but we're not shipping you charcoal." Charcoal's a nuisance, so we're not going to ship charcoal this whole week. That doesn't make sense, but you know that's that's them looking at um, X's and O's and not looking at the reality of things. Yeah, our DM has been very helpful, though. We we have been fortunate and had some very strong DMs. So um, David has done a great job with with communi keeping that communication between the RSC and the stores flowing. You mean you don't call the RSC and just scream at them sometimes? Well, doesn't everybody have the inventory manager's phone number in their phone? Yeah. And the head of the warehouse and <laughs> the traffic manager. <laughs> don't yeah. scream at Hey, you might want to check this SKU because we have 5,000 of them. We ordered five. Once again, I only can imagine that happening to my store, but I'm glad it happens <laughs> to other people as well. Seeing how we're over an hour with this, anything else you want, you would like to talk about? No, are you good? I think we've covered it. It is covered, yes. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me. I appreciate it, especially learning a lot about your business. Well, the next time you're in the greater Washington, D.C. area, come out and see us. We're, we'll we're... be your favorite hardware store ever. <laughs> My wife and I are plotting a, a road trip next year if COVID's gone and just cruise around seeing what's going on in the world or the United States, one of the two. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. And hopefully we will see you next spring at the show in Dallas. All right. Oh, I like Dallas. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Thank you.